Hello, America, and welcome to the program. If you are a longtime listener of mine, you know that there is one book that I have recommended so hard. I mean, it's probably etched into your memory when I say the words 5,000-year leap. You're like, oh my gosh, don't talk about that again. I think that is the best book on the American principles I've ever read. I think it is so important that every single household, every child, every adult reads The 5,000-Year Leap. I have not seen another book that good and that important and that timely until the book I'm going to introduce you to next. And I didn't write it and I don't get a dime from it. I wish I would. Is there a way we can get some money from this? (laughs) There's always There's a way. There's always a way. Okay, call Andrew Cuomo. He'll find a way. Uh, we'll introduce you to that book in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but one of the things I'm most excited about this holiday season is food. <laughs> yes, food. Uh, I'm going to be stuffing my face the whole time. And I don't know if you've seen, but I have a very large face. Yeah. It's, it's getting bigger. Something wrong with the camera? I think there are problems with cameras all over this place. Right. I notice it all the time on my show, too. Right. It's really? Like, I don't look You're like that. F- yeah. I look I, like that's somebody who looks like 40 pounds right. heavier than I am. And somehow or another, that camera technology is getting into the mirrors of my house, too. Yes. Right. I noticed the same thing. Wow. She, we've got a. This is part of it. This conspir- is Edward Snowden. Where are it's you? It's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's a conspiracy to make us feel fat. Yep. Anyway, back to food. <laughs> the Deluxe Griller assortment is available now from Omaha Steaks. Free burgers. Uh, you get four free burgers when you get one of these specials. You're going to get steaks and hot dogs and chicken. I mean, it's it's just the best. If you've never had an Omaha steak, you don't know how good and how tender steaks can be. Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter Beck into the search bar, and that's where you're going to find all the specials for the griller packages all ready to go for Christmas for you or for someone else. Omaha Steaks, not just steak, man. It is, it's a guaranteed gift and a guaranteed joy. You know, we were talking about the COVID vaccine, how it, it, it's now, it, what it does is it, it's injected in, it grows protein, right? It, it, it directs your body to do to that. To grow protein. To grow a protein. Why didn't I know this earlier? Could we get it to have it grow a steak in me belly? <laughs> You say, well, I'll take I mean, a the vaccine. Fun part of eating is usually it go passing through the mouth. No, is that not okay? It can grow it in my mouth. Oh, okay. You know what I you mean? You can do that without a vaccine. Grow it on. <laughs> yeah, you just jam it down your gullet. Mm-hmm. Omaha State. I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm glad I have you around because you know it'll sell and what won't. <laughs> OmahaStakes.com. OmahaStakes.com. Enter in the search bar the word Beck to find all the great specials. OmahaStakes.com. So the number one question I am asked online, in person, skywriting. I'm expecting skywriters to say, what do we do? Um, That is a topic, I think, for the first of the year. um, Because it requires much more prayer uh, than I have uh, afforded it at this point. The thing that we, I know we must do is recognize that much of what's going on is our fault because we didn't educate ourselves 
and we didn't educate our children. We thought we were because we put them. Think of how stupid this is. We put them in a state run school and expected that state run school that was getting federal funding to teach our children never trust the state or the federal government. That's not going to work out well. It's not going to work out well. Uh, And it hasn't. So the first thing we have to do is re-educate ourselves. And if you are looking for a Christmas gift, or if you are just, if you just want to make sure that you know the American story, I want you to buy the new book called, and I have nothing to do with this, The American Story, The Beginnings. This is by David and Tim Barton. It is the best book that they have ever read, uh, that they have ever uh, written. Uh, it is. It tells our story in very short chapters and really takes you from just before the pilgrims uh, and takes you through the founding and the separation of church and state and everything else. And the great thing is it has like, a, gosh, what is this, a 50-page 50 page uh, footnotes in the back. So you don't have to, you don't have to trust David Barton. Boy, it's boy. It's, it's much more than 50 pages. Um, You don't have to trust David Barton, the author. Uh, You can go look it up for yourself. The American story, get this for your family for Christmas, get one for each kid. David, welcome to the program. Thank you. That's good to be with you. Uh, you're in a, you're, it sounds like you're in a bad sell spot, David. Um, uh, so tell me about the book. I, you know, you gave this to me, what, about a month ago, month and a half ago, and it's just like you. I thought this was a galley and you're like, Hey, here's a new book. Read this. It's not a galley. It's the actual book. It's finished. <laughs> um, and, and so I didn't say anything. I started to read it. Uh, and David, I I think I finished the first. I sat down to read it, and I ended up at the Boston Massacre, which is page one hundred and twenty nine. Before I got up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the time has flown." Uh, it, this is fantastic, fantastic, David. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of what we've learned over the years is that the story of America is best told in stories, amazingly. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we've gotten away from in, in recent decades and even the past century since progressives have come in. We just don't tell stories well anymore. And when you look at the stories, and you know whether it be the Boston Massacre or whether it be back to the Pilgrims or back to even Columbus, who's got to be the greatest villain in the world today, and that's simply because we no longer know the story. We just know the narrative that, that groups like 16, 19, and others would, would push on us. And we just don't know the stories anymore. So that's what we felt was really important to get out, was to, to go back to the people, find out who they are, and tell the story of what occurred. And as you said, we footnoted it all. I, our objective is to document truth. And so we've gone back to original sources that we've been collecting for years, and that's really the basis of telling the American story. I mean, David, it is it's really fantastic. And you've told you've told Christopher Columbus story in, uh, gosh, 20. Uh, no, not even that. Uh, t- Ten pages, 10 pages. The everything you need to know about Christopher Columbus, at least just to get a handle on who he really was and what really happened. Um, and so you start there, then you go through the Ref- Reformation, which is what, three or four pages. 
you tell them in such a clear and concise way and you don't get bogged down in all of the stuff that usually is on your history test that doesn't mean anything you know what i mean yeah, it, that's, that was me, Glenn, because I, I was a math and science guy. I was the principal of the school. I taught math and science. I hated history. I did not like history. I stayed completely away from it until I started finding the stories. And, and when we literally started collecting the old stuff, you go, my gosh, I've never heard this before. Who's this guy? Never, never heard of uh, a Wentworth Cheswell and never heard of a Jack Sisson, all these black heroes that suddenly started popping up in the American Revolution. You go, we wouldn't be America without these black heroes. I've never heard these guys. And so that's what got me into history was finding out all this stuff that I had never been exposed to and what was considered to be a fairly, fairly rigorous educational training that I had. I'd never heard of any of these guys. And so now I love history because it is the stories, but that's not where America's been for a while. I think I was kind of vicariously typical of a lot of people, uh, the reasons we don't like history. And that's, and that's what we're trying to get around with this book. You have seven chapters just on uh, the pilgrims to the Pur- uh, Puritans. Why? The pilgrims, as it turns out, and, and this is, let, let me back up to say one of the things that we've done over the years is we've seen the attacks on different aspects of history. And not knowing if they're true or not, we go back and say, well, is that accurate? And let's go back and see what the truth is. And so we'll research it. And so we're really aware of a lot of the things that attack America in so many ways. And the 1619 Project is one of those. Now, at the time we were doing this book three years ago, 1619 Project hadn't come up yet. But we'd already seen the attacks coming from the professors, et cetera. And so the narrative is that America is founded as, as this great slavery. We were founded on slavery. Everything about America is slavery. The free market system is based on slavery. That's why you can't have it anymore. And everything is that way, except that's just not the way it was in America. Slavery did come in, but it didn't even come in in 1619. The first legal case of slavery is 1651, so they've missed that already. But it was not the Jamestown people that guided America. It was the pilgrims and what they brought. They're the ones who brought the free market. They're the ones who brought equality. They're the ones who brought great relations with Native Americans. They're the ones who established private property. The things that America believes in didn't come out of 1619 or Jamestown. They came out of the Plymouth people. They came out of the Bible-oriented Reformation people who said, hey, here's what the Scripture says about how we get along with others and about how we, how we work and how we have private property and how we have free market." And that's what the key to the narrative is. It's not the 1619, it's the Pilgrims. And so that's why we spent a little more time on that to show how that they developed all the good things of America, and they don't need to be torn down just because the 1619 Project wants to wrongly claim a bad narrative. And you cover um, uh, Jamestown uh, as well, and you talk about... You talk about the Pilgrims. You know, when you say they were for private property, they weren't always for private property. When they were coming over, they had uh, almost a united order. They had almost socialism or communism uh, is what they were going to do based on uh, everybody being, you know, a, a loving brother in Christ. We'll just put everything together. And it didn't work out. It did not work out. And that's one of the things I really like about the pilgrims is the courage they had to change their own lives and abandon what they had previously believed if they found what the truth was. And in their case, they grew up in a world that everybody in the world at that time thought slavery was fine. Everybody in the world at that time thought having, an, uh, having a top-heavy government was a good thing to do, whether it was a king or a monarch or something else. 
Uh, everybody in the world at the time was, was essentially practicing socialism slash communism. And so that's what they've grown up in. But as they take the individual time to give them the scriptures and say, wait a minute, did you see what that scripture just said? That's not what we've been doing for the last 500 or 700 years. And so they are really, really great thinkers in the sense that they would look at things objectively and say, hey, here's what the scripture says, but we're not doing that. Let's do what the scripture says, because that's going to work out better. And they did have the courage to take themselves on and change so many things that they did. And so even as the governor, William Bradford, said, he said, we, we had the socialistic system as if we were wiser than God. And then we found what the truth was. And that's what I appreciate about the pilgrims is the fact that they were looking for truth. And when they found it, they had the courage to apply it. And if they had not have done that, we would not have the model that we have from that culture. And it's a great model for America to follow. They, they are really uh, great examples of using the scientific theory. Are they not? They are. And, you know, for me, I have I'm on a new crusade right now. And, and I have never in my life thought that truth is as important as I think it is now. And I, I am sold on that. And I know that there's areas probably where I don't know what the truth is yet, and I've got to find that. So I, I'm learning how to dig things out that I've never had to dig out before. And I have come to the point where I can no longer accept uh, what any – we've gone through the last several decades with good intentions. We didn't think our teachers were specifically lying to us, and we thought they were doing what they could we didn't think the media was specifically lying to us. And now we don't believe that anymore. And, and so the question is, who can I trust? How can I trust? And where can I find what's accurate and what's true, whether it be in the election stuff or whether it be in what's going with education or economics or anything else? There are folks now who are just repeating stupid stuff because that's what they were told. And we just can't trust the good intentions anymore. And so I've really been on a quest for truth and going back and finding out what is true and a lot of the things we're talking about in that book really have not been presented through American education in probably 80 or 90 years. And so it's been a rediscovery journey for me, but it, it takes that scientific type of inquiry to go back and test everything and check it out and, and look at the, the results, check the evidence. And I think that's, that's where America is going to have to get back to is not only do we have to have a love of the truth, now we have to go find the truth. And that's something that, that we have not had to do in America for 100 years. We've trusted our teachers. We've trusted our leaders. We've trusted the political people. You know, we may have had differences, but they weren't at, 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 in their intents bad. We can't make that assumption anymore. And no. so we're in a whole different period. And that's really kind of what has driven me to, to do what we did in this book. Well, David, you uh, accomplished it and then some, as I say, and I and you know, I mean this because I, I wrote it to you. I'm not just saying this on the air. I wrote it to you uh, after I finished the first hundred and twenty some pages uh, in one sitting. I said, David, this is an exceptional book. I mean, it is the one history book that I would urge every home to have. There's only another the only other book I have really just pounded on that is the 5,000 year leap. It is the one that gives you all of the principles of America. And if you understand those principles, you understand how you can recreate it. You also understand what's wrong with America. This, the American story, the beginnings needs to be in every listener home. It don't, don't buy it to digital download, buy it to have a paper copy of it in your home. 
the American Story, The Beginnings by David and Tim Barton. Uh, David, can you buy this on Amazon? Yes, sir. It's available on all major outlets. That's better than what I could probably say here. Uh, so, <laughs> David, thank you very much. The American Story, The Beginnings. Could you hold for a sec? Because I want to talk to you after the break about something else. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm hold here. on. Thanks, David. All right. After spending the weekend in D.C. and hanging out at the White House Christmas party, I'm coming to the conclusion that you know what the president needs right behind the Oval Office, right there by the garden, you know, just mm-hmm. on the little patio area. Yep. Mm-hmm. He needs a grill. Yes. He needs. Yeah, wouldn't that have driven them out of their mind if he just <laughs> just throws a rec tech out? If he out? just would have thrown a rec tech out there, they would be like, he's grilling outside. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. The, uh, he the brought f- McDonald's into the, into yeah, the White House. I think that th- this would be a much yeah. better move. Uh, okay, so the food is great at the White House. Trust me, it was really good. Not complaining. Whole staff of people who your tax dollars are paying for just to cook all the meal, all the meals. When the president could just throw a steak on the back, just you know, stick the thermometer in it, uh, and it would take care of it. Everything. I mean, it takes care of the temperature and just alerts the president on his phone uh, that hey, your food's done. I mean, wouldn't that be better for the taxpayers? Sure. And it would drive the press out of their mind. <laughs> it's worth it. I say we get a rec tech for the White House. Rec tech. Follow them on social media. Sign up for their newsletter. You're going to find all kinds of new recipes. And you really kind of enter this community. It's really cool. R-E-C-T-E-Q with a Q at the end. It's rectech.com. Rectech.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. David Barton is uh, with us, and he's talking about his new book, The American Story, The Beginnings, that he wrote uh, with his son, who, David, you must be so proud. Your son is is just an exceptional man. Exceptional man. Yeah, he is, and he has far surpassed me in so many areas, and I am so proud of him doing that. Uh, I've learned a lot of history from him because he's in a generation that questions things differently than I did. Yeah. And so he's much more familiar with what's being taught today, which is why the, the leadership training program is so cool, because he is so aware of what's out there and has dug into it and found out the truth about issues. And so I have learned so much from him. We have been so waylaid by the uh, election <clears throat> this year. We were going to start our uh, leadership training programs online before the end of the year. Obviously, we're not going to be able to do that, but we will do it in January uh, once everything calms down. Uh, because a lot of people don't know this, but David is involved politically uh, in many, many states. And so he is always traveling. Um, can you tell me, we've got about two minutes, David. Can you tell me your thoughts on the Supreme Court case and what they said on Friday? I thought it was interesting, not that they rejected a 7-2, but that the other two said, even if we accepted it, we would not have ruled for Texas. So it's really unanimous rejection. So it's not a partisan thing necessarily. It's a standing thing. There are still three cases at the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, There's still a lot left to to do with this thing. Uh, We saw discovery over the weekend trying to get a protective order lifted so that we can see the forensic evidence of what happened on those 22 Dominion machines. So this thing is still far from over, but the, the legal eyes have certainly been on the Texas rejection 
although that is certainly not the full story. Uh, well, I will tell you, it's um, interesting that we came out and found out that the Russians did hack into uh, the government, including the Treasury. They have had access for a while and they were using they were hacking into a specific system, the same system used by the voting machines. And yet, man, can you imagine if that would have broken and the worlds were reversed? The, the news would be all over that. It's a Russian hack. It's a Russian hack. Yeah, we, we knew about that actually a, a year ago. One of the guys who's doing the forensic examinations talked to our legislators a year ago and said, hey, here's the deal. Here's what the Russians have done. We've spotted where they've come in. And, and a year ago, he was telling the legislators about this. Uh, so he's one of the guys intimately involved in, in what's going on with the forensic data. But you're right. This is stuff that, that should have been news. It was not. It should have been, though. Yeah. David Barton, thank you so much. We'll talk again, my friend. Uh, David Barton, the name of the book is The American Story, The Beginnings. It is fantastic, all footnoted, uh, and takes you from Columbus to the uh, end of slavery with Lincoln. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh our sponsor is Goldline. The Electoral College is convening. They're voting right now. What is the what's the what's the vote so far, Stu? Uh, it, it, nothing has gone. Okay. Uh, no, no faithless electors or anything like okay. that so far. It's all to all to uh, the projected plan. As the, okay. uh, they're the certifying the winner of the presidential election today. Uh, we're already, you know, printing money with uh, with the Czar Janet Yellen, who's likely to blast the u.s debt into the stratosphere uh and send the dollar to the bottom of the ocean please please do your homework before the end of the year and find out if gold or silver is right for you find out how you can even self-direct your retirement account they have a special going on how to have physical gold and, and silver delivered directly to your front door it is never too late to get started uh, one of the great products is one that I helped create called the Gold Legal Tender Bar. You can break it into 10 pieces. It's available, limited time only, goldline.com. Call them, 866-GOLDLINE. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. Do it today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This weekend, we sat down, my wife and I, we went over the Christmas list. We checked it twice. Uh, now we're trying to figure out when do we have time to go get any of it or even spend time to go online to get it. Uh, but uh, Christmas is right around the corner. We've just uh, introduced a new website today uh, that is convenient, I guess, for Christmas. Uh, if you are into uh, any of my political art or covid art most people don't know that i i paint um, but i do and you can go to glenbeckart.com right now glenbeckart.com and we've just got a few of my uh, paintings up we'll be adding more but um we have the covid series and the political series which i really I like both of them myself. First of all, we should point out that you were named the 100th most important person in the world of art. 
Yes. That is true yes. uh, by yes. some art magazine many years yeah, ago. Many years ago. And I still think it applies. I think you hold yeah. Once you're there, you're, you're there. Oh, you're always there. You're always Now, there. we're only saying that because they meant it as a, as a slam, <laughs> and uh, we want to make sure that we hold on to that title and let them know mm-hmm. how, how important it makes us feel. It does. It's it does, very important yeah. to all of us, though. So. That's why I can remember the name of the magazine so it's so much in my heart that I can't quite <laughs> I come up with the I words to describe what it was. I wish I could. I can't remember. But, um, but uh, yeah, the, the two series here are pretty interesting. I love uh, on the, you have an election series. Mm. And you wouldn't think of Glenn Beck as a guy who gives weight loss tips. That's not necessarily the right? thing this you'd is a say. Good, this is a good one, though. <laughs> I do love this one. I love this. It says, lose weight fast. Try socialism. And has a, <laughs> you know, it's really... <laughs> It was, uh, I was working in my sketch pad uh, on this one, and uh, my wife was like, what are you drawing? I'm like, I'm trying to draw like a skinny Ethiopian kid. I can't get him right. And she's like, what? What are you doing? And, I, and then I told her, it's lose weight fast, try socialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little Venezuelan. And it kind of works both, both ways. Lose weight f- fast, like quickly, and also you're pretty much going to fast your way yeah, to yeah. weight loss yeah. when you try socialism. It's great. You'll be eating zoo animals within <laughs> a month. It's fantastic. Uh, you have a great uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez creepy yeah, head, yeah. Uh, which I which I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, great uh, one about uh, who what, what the real Russian collusion was. Uh, you can look at the, mm-hmm. the gas can next to it. I really like the gas can. Uh, and people are like, why is that in the election series? Because I look at it's called the media. Uh, and I just, they are just, they pour gasoline mm-hmm. on fires all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. They're burning the whole country down. Uh, Geppetto and his little wooden boy is also very good. What's the last one? Uh, which one? The last one at the end. Uh, avarice. What's it's a uh, poison. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's. What's uh, the story behind that one? Uh, I just, I like the idea of, uh, a bubbling, uh, brew of poison and what's poisoning, what's killing our society, what's killing us. Mm. And, uh, and I, I had a hard time deciding what that poison would be. I, I actually was going to make a series of a whole bunch of different poisons. Yeah. Uh, and one of them was fame. Uh, one of them was fortune. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, decided uh, this one was avarice. So now, now your COVID series, um, is conf- cl- conflicting to me because like, I see your, uh, COVID Gothic yeah. print, which yeah. is, uh, you know, like the, you, you know, what's the name of is It's called American, American Gothic, Gothic, right? Yeah. The two, the, the father and most people think it's his wife, but it's his, actually his father and his daughter, uh, farmers standing in front of their house and he's got the pitchfork. Mm-hmm. You've seen the picture a million times. Yeah, uh, yours. Uh, they're wearing masks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and can you zoom in on yours? If you look yeah. in, you look at her eyes, and she's like, uh, "Dad, what's going on? Right. What's happening here?" The thing that conflicts me most about this one, though, is it. It appears you actually have talent. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> it's actually really well done. And I would you. expect you, to, in, in, you know, to be really bad at pretty much everything. Right. This is, th- that's the only one that you think. No, uh, they, have a- that was, I would say is the most, uh, maybe the most impressive one. The Abraham Lincoln one is really amazing as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all really good. I like really the, good, my that favorites. One. My favorites are uh, the COVID Gothic, mm. the Keep Calm and Carry On yeah. with uh, Winston Churchill, the Abraham Lincoln Shall Not Perish from the Earth. 
uh, and the COVID with the Indian. That comes from an old Apple box uh, from the 1940s. And I don't remember what it said. Maybe California uh, up on there. It was like California apples. I don't think I've ever seen Abraham Lincoln wearing a, a surgical mask before. Uh, no, uh, no, that one isn't. <laughs> uh-uh. no, but it's 100% approved by the state. Oh, good. So it's really, mm-hmm. it's good. And uh, if you'll notice on the Winston Churchill mask, it says China on the mask. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you the COVID, right the Indian uh, says, I just, uh, just, reproduced really the apple box thing uh except instead of california says covid and then the little little ball on the side says from china and his medal that he's wearing around his neck says natural 100 percent made by hand oh it makes me feel better about yeah. it. yeah mm-hmm. so i thought that was uh <laughs> thought that was good that's great stuff glenbeckart.com is the place to go and if you order now you can uh get them their g clay so that this is a stretched framed canvas uh, suitable for framing or hanging as is, uh, but uh, you can get them now at glenbeckart.com. Hopefully, uh, after the new year, we'll make some T-shirts and some mugs and things like that. I have to talk to them and see how long that takes to be able to get that ready. But uh, you know, maybe we can have that up in a couple of days. Don't know if it'll make it for uh, for Christmas, but the art will make it for Christmas. We have the uh, supplies in house and ready to go. So if you want to order that. You can get it uh, before Christmas, so you can give it to whoever, a loved one, maybe a person you hate. You know, somebody who's like, they gave me this ugly art, and I don't know what to do with it. And they come over all the time, so I can't, like, keep it in a closet. i got to hang it, because they'll say, where is it? I've done that before, by the way. I have done that. I have given people something really hideously ugly and said, this is so important to me, I... I've had it for years and it would mean so much if you'd hang it in your home and then they open it up and it's really oh, hideous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, that, no, we can't take this <laughs> from you. And I'm like, no, no, I've waited for a long time for the right person. <laughs> and I just think it would be perfect in your house. And then I don't tell them for about a month and I visit them often during that month just to make sure that it's hanging. Mm-hmm. And every time I leave, they're like, what the hell are we going to do? We got to right. tell them we hate this art. <laughs> and then I come in about a month later and I tell them, by the way, I got that at a garage sale, uh, like two days before I stopped by your house. <laughs> anyway. You don't like your friends, do you? <laughs> well, I don't have a lot for no. some, for some strange reason. I, I don't seem to have a lot. Anyway, uh, it's uh, glenbeckart.com, glenbeckart.com. All right. Whether you're dealing with sick kids at home or monitoring the overall health of the people who work for you, I can assure you there is a better way than what you're doing right now. Taking temperatures can be a real pain in the butt, literally, especially if you're taking it with babies. But taking it with children at any, any time, having them, you know, sit still long enough to get it. And if you're using one of the ear thermometers, those things, they vary so wildly. There is a way to get a really accurate, consistent temperature, and it's called Temp and Toss. This is the Temp and Toss is the best new way to take temperature accurately for hours at a time. It's a paper thermometer that just sticks to the forehead, and once it's there, it gives an accurate temperature readout all day long. So you're not wrestling with the kids. It's just there. They don't even notice that it's there. If you have employees, this is what the Ford uh, Motor Company is using in all of their um, assembly lines. They're using these paper monitors from Tempentoss 
because you can see immediately what somebody's temperature is. Temp and Toss. It's available now at tempandtoss.com slash back to work. You can get them by bulk, you know, in 5,000 at a roll if you want, three to 5,000 in a roll. Or you can just go to major retailers if it's just for you and the family. It's tempandtoss.com slash back to work. You're listening to Glenn Beck. No. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Sorry, we were just talking about we're talking about my art, and I don't know why the Stu just brought up. I heard this fake art thing. <laughs> it was a documentary on like art that isn't actually like legitimately what it says it is. So people pay all this money for these, uh, oh, these yeah. auctions, and so much of it is faked. I mean, I was surprised at the numbers. It was a very high percentage. Oh, of, yeah. of this, they believe it's fake, big time. They, you know, when I bought. Um, uh, for the museum, I bought a, um, a Winslow Homer, who is one of the best American artists out there. And he did something during Reconstruction that is very anti-slavery, if you know the story. But nobody wanted to bid on it at this time because nobody wanted to own a painting of slaves, even though it's a Winslow Homer. Um, and uh, it, when we went through it, the people that I bought it through, they were like, we will check on it. We'll check on it. I mean, x-rays, the canvas was tested. Everything was tested to make sure that it is the real thing. Mm. And that was shocking. But apparently people are very good at faking stuff. Yeah. Like there, it's the documentary is called There Are No Fakes. Mm. And it's about uh, one of the guys that's featured in it is the guy, one of the guys from Bare Naked Ladies, the, the band. Mm-hmm. who apparently went and tried to buy some piece of art that was very expensive and then later on kind of came to the conclusion it wasn't real. And it goes through the whole thing. It's, it's really wild because it's like, I always say this about my my wife. Uh, you know, she has a wedding ring, obviously, and she wears it and it's yeah. jewelry. And I, I she's like, oh, you know, like it's it's only this much money. And I think to myself, like it could be any amount of money. I have no idea if it's real or fake. I have no idea whether like it's just a shiny thing you wear. And like, honestly, a good part of me hopes it's fake. You know why? Because if you ever <laughs> you leave didn't. me, okay, you've got nothing. <laughs> nothing. You can't sell it. They're going to realize it's a piece of trash. I don't care if I'm overspending it for now. When you walk out that door, you got nothing, nothing on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> i'm rooting so wait, to be wait, ripped so, off so did you buy it you bought her the ring or did she buy I the ring i bought you know i mean when you for initially yeah, proposed right, right, this, right. this ring has been updated it okay. is now apparently one full diamond mind worth so you worth, so wait 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 worth. so she's updated it oh she well she makes recommendations all right okay, okay. hey you know All what right. it's a good christmas present yeah and birthday and anniversary and <laughs> flag day uh, yeah i don't i don't mm-hmm. I, I do that with my i've seen we're married to the opposite if i was married to lisa mm-hmm. we'd be broke okay because <laughs> i'm true. just like she is and tanya is just like you are. Right, that's yeah. why it makes such a good relate because tanya doesn't care about any of that stuff mm-hmm. she doesn't want any of that stuff i you know i've been pumping her for i don't know how many weeks now about christmas Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Right. Give us some idea. The entire family is about to have an intervention. <laughs> some idea. Right. Anything. And she'd be like, I don't. Well, I. No, I don't need anything. Oh, oh that's so frustrating. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, I don't have that problem. Uh, I get just links sent yeah. to me directly. 
You like that? Buy this I think thing. I would. Mm-hmm. I think I would like that. Because see, that's what I do to my. That's what I. <laughs> I send her just links. That is not because, at all surprising. <laughs> no, the only thing is because she just she'll buy something and it, it won't be right, and then she'll be like, "I just I don't I hate buying stuff for you." And I'm like, "Well, it's it's a uh, same because I buy stuff for you and you don't wear it or don't like it or whatever." And just like we're just in the send me a link portion of our relationship. That is what happens. Where it's fine. I, it's fine. The first, you know, whatever, how many years it was that I was together with my wife, it was a lot of like this, you know, like big surprises and and really creative gift giving. And now it's like, she just sends me a link or she'll just put it on her Instagram. I, I go, she'll just be like, go to my Instagram. You can find it there. <laughs> At least the page made me do it. Go find it. And then she'll just put the link there and I'll just, that's what I'm supposed to that's buy. That's fine. That's great. That's I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, at some level, you just, if you what are you going to do? You're going like, to keep fighting it? So my wife mm-hmm. used to buy ties for me, and I, I like ties. Mm-hmm. I never liked the ties she would buy for me. And so then I'd be like, oh, geez. okay, uh-huh. I love it. I love it. And then she would say, how come you rarely wear my tie? And I'm like, I only wear it when I know I'm going to be with you. <laughs> so you think I love it, and I don't. I don't uh, love it. Well, and so I, there are two different cultures when it comes to that. Yeah. And my wife and I come from different schools on that as well. And that like I've heard her get presents and give presents to other family members and they'll just be like, Oh my gosh, I don't like this at all. Like at Christmas, like unwrap the present. Oh God, this I would never wear this. I would never wear this. <laughs> and they'll say it right to each other. And like, I kinda hey, like that. I kinda like it. Too. There is something endearing about it. it although it's it's like I, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen it as direct as they are in their family. I kind of like that. I like that actually, because yeah. you know, I because you always follow it up with, "Look, if you don't like it, just return it." No, I love, no, it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and you don't, and then you're stuck with it, and you should return it. But on the other side, there's it. It, it really, I mean, it's the thought that counts is is somewhat of a meaningless slogan, but it is a factor there, right? Like someone who likes you has gone out of their way to purchase something for you. No, unless they're teenagers, because then they just go out to a store and they're like, that. Oh, oh, you mean... Yeah, wait till you have teenagers. They don't actually care. They don't. A teenage boy doesn't care. Does not care. Walks in, just that. It says world's greatest uncle <laughs> i know dad it's just and honey i don't celebrate kwanzaa i don't, I don't understand <laughs> I, don't under, uh, I don't understand that uh, <laughs> dad it was just in the checkout line that's what it that's what it was <laughs> it was the thing that mistakenly fell into my basket right. when i was buying fritos <laughs> right uh, that's I, it. I was there buying something else yeah. and mom said have you gotten your dad a gift yet and i was already in line here it is baby ruth God bless you. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, That's why I tell him every year, you know, you're getting in my will. My best regards. <laughs> that's what you're getting. Oh, that's and nice. I have put that in my will. And to Rafe, because I, 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 in some parts of me, so want to be dead. So I can just watch his face <laughs> when the attorney reads. And to my son, Rafe, I leave my best regards. <laughs> it does say pause. While reading this aloud to him. Really? Yes. Well, because they have that. Um, do you remember that movie Brewster's Millions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> back in the day? Yeah. They had like the 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 uh, the guy who's, you know, the, the uncle or whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. Had recorded a video. Right. Where he actually read the thing and just explained it. I mean, that might be something you want to consider. It might be. Yeah, it just... might be. It would cheer the family up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to some extent. No. When I say, because I've blown everything else, it's all gone. That might temper the comedy a bit a bit 